Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to Marketing Meanders with Sally and Sam. And today with Dave, Dave Hayward, our, our regular contributor. We're very pleased to have Dave back. And uh, uh, it's uh, I, as you may have noticed, uh, I'm uh, Dave thought I was in a charity shop, but I'm actually in my daughter's bedroom because uh, because it, it's the quiet end of the house. And we discussed offline that this this is the reality of of lockdown still that we you know we have to share the space and move around do what we can. So I do apologise for those who might be watching this to, to see the lovely background, but there are lovely butterflies on the wall, which which is very very pleasant. Uh, I, I hope for, for you for your delectation, as it were. Um, and uh, yes, today we we are talking about uh, skills and the next generation of of marketing and, and marketers. Um, and just then in my in my introduction, I, I didn't actually. Uh, mention an interesting little known fact which I hadn't I don't think I mentioned to Dave before because as those who've heard before Dave uh, works for um, Beauville and and also uh, OX7 Partners he's a founder of the, of the partners there uh, but Beauville is actually my my wife's maiden name and I don't think I'd actually said that before because it's just interesting it popped up and I thought oh that's familiar that's obviously my my in-laws surname and I wonder if it's something to do with them and it's probably not at all but it's it's quite a rare name so sorry I just had to share that I meant to share it two or three podcasts ago but there you go so that <laughs> interesting not one to common, keep us up not, not common name is it where does that where that hails from then i know exactly where it comes from actually because i've done the family tree and everything so it's uh it is a vision yes just just uh originally would have been beauville as in the french beauville but then they they, re- they anglicized it with b-o-v-i-l-l and uh goes back my son's called ben actually benjamin and that uh, goes back to a there's a fantastic punch magazine picture of of a uh, benjamin beauville benjamin looking out over beauville it's called and he is an ancient, uh, an ancestor of my wife and uh, he he apparently helped with a load of uh, carts to uh, rush troops to the coast uh, in case of the Napoleonic invasion and so that's why he was mentioned in in the times in 1804 I believe it was and and he goes all the way back to the Normans apparently the place in Normandy so yeah it's fun so very little to do with regulatory compliance then very little to do with regulatory <laughs> compliance or marketing actually <laughs> funny enough but uh, but there you go there's many abovals out there. I, I will have to. I'll have to share details with you offline of the stage. But uh, I just had to share that. It, it's just. I, it was playing on my mind, so I had to get it out. So, but uh, yes, Bovel, not a very common name. But talking of back to skills and uh, in marketing and uh, getting back to what we were here to talk about today, um, we've uh, well, all three of us have had quite a lot to to talk about this in the past. Actually, the, the idea of. Um, what skills are required um, in marketing today. But in particular, we wanted to look at this from the angle of the next generation um, uh, of marketers coming through and the kind of skills that perhaps the people who are recruiting them think they need and the skills that they believe they need when they're training up or going to university or whatever and in their first few jobs and how these come together. You know, what 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 do we think the the requirements are for marketers in terms of the the hard skills and the soft skills and what are we seeing in terms of new marketers coming onto the employment market now so i was going to throw it out there um i i, I did mention a, a forbes article which i looked at which is a couple of years old but it, but it talks about this in particular so I'll, I'll just introduce this first and then i'll throw it open to dave or sally whoever wants to jump in first uh which was about young marketers and, and the skills that, that they need to get hired which sounds very um uh, interesting to a certain degree but um the skills we looked at there, I was thinking this was going to talk about a whole lot of technical skills that young marketers need. They need to have an understanding of all sorts. There's, I think, one, 
technical skills and they mentioned in this list of about eight or nine um, skills here and the main things that come out which I think the things we added to our lists were understanding of the role of marketing understanding how to work within the team how to write copy how to understand uh, uh, communication and communicating effectively how to work within the team as I mentioned um, and then the sales process so lots of more of the sort of soft skills and the, the skills that develop on in the job I would say but what, what do we think? Do we think there is a defined set of skills that marketers have to have as they come into marketing or how much of it is actually gained on the job in their first role, their first few roles? Massively broad question, but there you go. I, I think that most of it is gained on the job because it depends what your job is. If you are employed to um, do the back end of somebody's website and that's, re that's regarded as, web, as marketing, um, in some companies, you might need all those HTML skills, you might need an awful, you might need to be more techie than perhaps other people are. And you have to remember if you're a young new marketeer, you don't have to be young, you might just be a new marketeer, um, that it's much, much easier to get pigeonholed now. And you might well find that if you are a do do that digital end of things, you possibly might never find yourself writing copy you might find yourself just not being asked to do that. And so that's not something you're going to do. So I think you have to think quite hard now which bit of marketing you want to get into. It's not just to do a bit of everything. When I was young, and I'm considerably older than both of you, I did genuinely did everything. I wrote all the copy. I did all the design. I briefed printers. I went to printers to make sure they were doing it properly. I did the whole shebang. I did whatever limited results analysis we did I did and that was basically me counting order forms that was obviously very very exciting and then working out a percentage of the number I printed um, but it, it, you're much much more likely to get stuck in a type of marketer now so you're a digital person and that you're that's where you might well stay for your entire career I mean interestingly when I was looking at that article and sort of you know the the list of key things there's lots on there around doing the do but less about there's less for me sort of guiding new marketers around sort of how to think and approach market marketing you know, the ability to write basic html yeah let's pull let's let's pull that one out as the sort of easiest one to well to sort of gun down you know it does would not sort of knowing that make you a poorer marketer? Probably not. It would give you less of an ability to go and do something for your for your for yourself. But again, it, it sort of pulls back to that whole well, what is marketing? And you know, that can vary greatly between from organization to organization. You know, yeah. for some it can be a bit of a byword for realm for you know advertising. Or, um, yeah. or in some in some cases, you know, marketing really are sort of you know heavy strategic thinkers and drivers of uh, and influencers of um, of the whole strategic approach. So you know, you, you, again, it comes back to that. Uh, well, actually, what what is marketing here to here to do within the context of the of, of the organisation and and some, how can I um, how can I approach and sort of wire my brain to think about things in a way. In which actually it doesn't really it, sh it doesn't shouldn't really matter whether you're sort of focused on 
you know, some of the digital end of, of, of the pieces, or actually you're looking at uh, looking at more of the uh, more of the offline and sales enablement enablement pieces. I think, you know, when everyone sort of has a common understanding of how to how to approach some of the big marketing questions and how to guide that thinking, then uh, you know you can kind of take that tactically down whatever area you want. You know, whether you want to be a sort of generalist or whether you want to be sort of quite specialist in your in, in, yeah. in your in your approach, it, it's it's kind of neither here nor nor there because as you say so, yeah, that's the stuff you learn on the job. Yeah, how to um, how how to put a compelling email together, how to um, how to put together a, a brochure, how to give sales teams the um, you know a really really good intro um, intro deck to drive drive a conversation. That's that that stuff that you just pick up almost through osmosis. Yeah. I think you've made a really good thing that there is this kind of meta thing about what is marketing. Somehow there's, as you say, it's the, it's the, um, the approach, the attitude, the belief, the passion for it, that might be the meta that you have, that everyone, that you have to have regardless of the route you take through marketing. Yeah. And it's quite interesting when you took look at it right from the, the beginning as well, actually, I think we've mentioned this before I mentioned, said about it, but how many marketers that, you know, set out when they were 21, 22 saying, I want to be a marketer. Uh, I think it's quite an interesting question to almost ask any marketer, you know, and say, did you set out in your career to do this? I know you could say that about a whole number of careers, actually, because I mean, let's face it, I don't know, 80, 20 rule, perhaps 80% of people probably don't know what they really want to do. They kind of have an idea of it. But when you set out, I mean, perhaps <clears throat> a lot of marketers I find, you know, perhaps are do do uh, literature. Or, they're not more these days, I suppose, more technical, more digital technical people perhaps might get involved in it. Although there's a marketing professor I know who started as an engineer uh, and, and did advanced engineering and then became a marketer because they're engineering concepts and my, my ways of the technology, the way in which you sort of have systems to work out how to best deploy, you know, vast, big, you know, marketing and integrated campaigns, etc. But a lot of people perhaps come in because they they like to communicate, don't they? They like to communicate and understand how to communicate, and they're, they're interested perhaps in business or or they had their own business and they had to they had to do marketing. There's all these different ways, aren't there? As you say, routes to sort of even yeah. start and then the routes through which you actually gain the, the skills and the talents, but it, uh, the, the ways to that then enhance yourself. But because it's interesting in my mind, you sort of think if there's somebody who, I mean, how many people, I don't know, it doesn't really exist, does it? I mean, an undergraduate marketing degree, it'd be like undergrad biz, biz studies degree or something like that. And then you come in and don't you, and you, you might go up the rungs, the ladder. So that there's, there's so many different routes, are there, to, to the start there, isn't there? But then the specialists might come in. I mean, people, only people like, say, videographers, people like that, who get a lot of technical abilities early on and then go progress through. It's, it's, it's just really interesting to me because um, I think when you, you're probably more likely to do marketing modules, perhaps, of an undergrad or a diploma, things like that, aren't you? And, and those ones are the ones where you might look at things like the four P's and the, the you know, the, the Kotler and people like that, you, or, or Porter, etc. You might look at some of the big, the big names and get some of the theoretical stuff. And then you start to go into learning, you say learning on the job and, and you almost need to be always open to, to learning and developing, don't you, from, from that starting point. But I just find it quite interesting, this whole idea of where do you, you know, where do people start from? Because I think that's, that's just quite fascinating to see where they came from, what what were the combination of talents and skills and motivations they had for their career that led them to become a marketer at all? But sorry, I, I know I've taken us off another. No, there's, there's, there's a couple of really interesting things there. Actually, because one of the one of one of one of the great things about 
sort of marketing as a profession is that um, I'm, I'm I'm sure someone somewhere has got stories that say, that say otherwise, but uh, but on the whole, it tends to be not terribly elitist in the sense of yeah, you can come from sort of various backgrounds, and you know, I've, and I've worked with marketers who you know who've come from sort of those engineering backgrounds, you know, people who've done history degrees, people who've actually, you know, sort of, you know, I was one of those weird 21-year-olds who um, always wanted to do marketing and ended up ended up doing it. So we found well, him. We found the know, one. Oh look, um, it's the unique. Yeah, I'm, I'm like a rare, like a rare bird. But <laughs> um but you know it's uh, I think it, it's definitely something that should be um that should be celebrated. Now but when you look uh, at some of the some of the sort of oldest constructs in marketing, yeah. So you you mentioned about uh, you know what um, what Mark Ritson sort of talks about uh, when he's sort of kicking off on LinkedIn about how um, how sort of you know some of those core aspects are being um, are being reinvented. So, you know, he calls it sort of classical. Classic classical training. So you know your four P's, your uh, your Porter's five forces. You know you name it. Sort of those those pieces, but have sort of come under assault lately. You know with people sort of reinventing them for what we call the the digital age and thinking that yeah we need to tear these things up and and and, and start again. And you know it's I think that grounding is really 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 important and i think it's really really vital that um, but actually you know regardless of the route that you've gone through to get into well into marketing you know circling back around to some of those sort of core principles you know it, you know let's take the four the four p's you know price product place promotion you know i know then all the others that people have added over the um, over the years but even those sort of core four yeah, I, they're really, really important for people to sort of circle back on, and um, I'm, I'm really just to ground some of that, um, some of that, some of that thinking. But I think we just do need to be mindful when we're talking about um, when we're talking about that in terms of you know equipping people with the right skills and, and frameworks which to approach things. So we don't inadvertently create this uh, this sort of quite elitist club where actually you know if you if you've only gone through this particular route. Then um, that's you know that's the only way you can get into mar into into marketing. So it's a real balance for me in terms of you know celebrating my diversity in those routes, but not forgetting that actually let's let's not leave people blowing in the wind based on whatever you know next week's the Instagram influencer wants to uh, wants to rail, rail on about. Yeah, that's yeah, a really good point. I think you're success. right. I think bringing it back to those core principles is always valuable or and it's because it means marketing shouldn't be too um shouldn't be too complicated because really it's to get this product to this customer and make them pay for it basically i mean there are other bits of fluff you can add around it but basically that's what you're doing and it you can find that you lose the customer if you make it too complicated if you make it so kind of very complex and there's whole loads of ranges of ways to talk about your message and do your branding and blah, blah, blah. it can just get far too complicated and you lose the customer and there are a lot of businesses who don't clearly don't have a very good view of who their customer is like coca-cola lost its view of its customer what cust what they want is they want 
Coca-Cola. That's what they want. They want to drink Coca-Cola. And when Coca-Cola redid its, its um, recipe, they lost brand influence because people said it's yucky. And all of a sudden, people went from loving Coca-Cola because it was unique, and that's all they did, to people going, oh, no, Coke's lost its way. It doesn't know what it's doing. And that's because Coke didn't actually know who its customers were, really. It just went, oh, we've got to do something new and exciting and reinvent and da da, da. And they lost view of their customers. I'm 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 still convinced that was all that was all part of the plan. PR you make up something as eternal as um as eternal as Coke, cause a bit of furor and then um and then oh don't worry, we're gonna we're gonna we're going to bring it back. It's I mean, um, right. they are massively the market leader, but they did there's a really good interesting article that I'll send you about how much business they lost to Pepsi. Or I become one of those sort of marketing conspiracy theorists now. Clearly. <laughs> with my sort of comms tinfoil hat on, going, no, it's all staged. It's very much like sort of the Cadbury thing as well, isn't it? And then someone else, someone else who actually just did that openly and said, look, we're kind of like, we're admitting, we're just messing around with this because we just want to know. We've, we've, we're sort of, we're assuming that you all love this. We know you do. We're assuming you all love this, but we're going to change it. Um, are you happy with this? Or should we should we change it? Should we keep it the same? Ooh, ooh. You know, there, Cocoa Pops. Cocoa Pops, I think it, it could have been. It was another big brand. Is there, there's... Cocoa Krispies we decided to um, call themselves and then um, they go back again. You see, this is it, isn't it? But I mean, that, but this is an interesting manifestation, actually, of, as you say, going back to um, fo- focusing on the core principles of what you're trying to do for your customers. Um, but as you as you both said, what, when you were talking, I was thinking about the whole thing about because I mentioned before, I had this long conversation, did help with some research, actually, for um, just as an interviewee with, with, with a, a, an academic in marketing who was talking about, do um, new marketers need the original basis of the four P's? And they, do they need the Porters, the Cotlers and other people like that? Do they need to have them uh, as the basis for their, their understanding of what marketing is? But as you said, Dave, and as we've already alluded to, the sort of the doing on the job or the learning on the job, I think my theory is most people, if you had like an experiment of someone who went to university and, and sort of got a, a degree with a large marketing component and then started working for an identical company to somebody who came in and did a, a history degree or geography or whatever and started working, I think at some stage you'd almost see they go like this, they come together and the person who didn't know the fancy theory names, of four P's and things like that, would actually have that understanding but manifested in a different way, explained in a different way. I think there's quite a lot of organic stuff there. If they're obviously working with other good marketers, so they have to learn it from somewhere. They're not necessarily going to pick it up out of the ether, I suppose. But I think quite often people start to, there's a basis, there's a framework there. If they're good at what they do, they're good marketers, then they will have some sort of foundation of those principles manifested in their work. But also perhaps to, to place your sort of contrary idea, the fact that then they sort of bake, you know, bend those rules or change those things, which go against conventional wisdom, perhaps. So, so they're applying the framework, but just in different interesting ways. But I, if this makes any sense, I think people do sort of generally tend to gravitate towards those principles. So you say whether you learn them in a book and say, I've got a certificate saying I learned these things in a book or whether you say I've picked up those principles yeah. and I actually practice them in the work I do. Um, yeah. 
they can perhaps come together. I don't know. Does that if that makes any sense at all? I think they absolutely do come together automatically. I mean, for instance, I know that Sam, you did do a marketing degree and you did learn some of these principles. I came from doing a lovely, fluffy English literature degree and thought, oh, look, how can I get into publishing? I know I'll apply for this marketing job. Um, and I got in because I'm quite good at chatting and they liked me. I think that's how it happened. And I was young and whatever. And I was willing to photocopy um, order forms to work out results. Um, and I was the only person in the office that could use the telex machine. See, that ages me. See, pre-everything. Um, but it meant that I learned it organically, um, largely because I managed to work into places which, where I was surrounded by professional marketers who were enthusiastic and did interesting things and were willing to take risks and think, look, let's just give this a go. We're not quite sure and possibly it doesn't fit into the principles but we haven't learned the principles either so let's just give it a go it seems like the customers might like it and i think what you have to learn as a marketeer is that one of the skills you've got to have is working with the sales department and it is really important it's it's, it's kind of it's the in between you and the customer there is your sales department and you need to make sure that what you're doing is not servicing your sales department, but you're working with them. And so you've got to learn very, very, very rapidly to be able to communicate cross department. So I'm going to drone on about it again, but break those silos, silos and make sure that you're able to. It's a, it's a big soft skill and you've got to be able to, to talk, negotiate, placate, um, praise all of those departments to make sure that you're, what you're doing in the marketing department is actually what other, other departments need to get this product to the customer. I think stakeholder engagement is not yeah. given enough airtime at all. You know, it's not put up there as you know one of the probably top three things that any new hire should really yep. spend some time thinking and, and, and focusing on yeah i've witnessed far too many examples of people going into you know, a presentation or a conversation where you've got you know you've got sales finance BMD operate operations yeah and people going in with the I've got my story to tell and I'm going to come in and, yeah I've got my 10 slides and I'm going to talk to those 10 slides no matter where the conversation goes what you know whether things are um, how, how things are sort of attacked challenged and uh, you know people just go down that sort of railroad and uh, you know not really thinking about well actually you know what uh, what what are my Group of stakeholders really going to sort of, what are they thinking about what do they care about what do they need from from this what do they not need do they care do they not it's yeah and um and and, and you know we just end up going down going down going down the road of anything ending up in quite combative situations because it's a well you know they're attacking i must defend and it's it's not a um, how do, how does this all work for us as, a, as an organisation. Well, it is something that you have to either teach yourself or, I mean, to be honest, it's something which businesses, however big or small, actually should be training people to do properly. Otherwise you get confrontation and that wastes time, energy, money, and sometimes budget. Um, but, and working with stakeholders, as you say, is one of the top three skills that everyone should be able to do comfortably, actually, not just yeah, thinking, yeah. oh no, I've got to go and talk to finance. Yeah, and it, and it can be it, it can be learned. You know, I had to I, I had to learn it. You know, because I think when I think back sort of earlier in my career and sort of conversations that I would 
sort of have with people and the way I would potentially phrase or, or, or position things, you know, I kind of, I kind of look back and go, oh, did I really do that? <laughs> did I really go into that conversation and, and, and to say, say that? Did I, did I, did I really sort of take, um, take things to, yep. to heart that, that, that much? And it was, uh, yeah, and it's very much a, a, a thing that you can sort of work on. You can, to, you know, look at yourself and go, well, actually, um, yeah, how, how could I approach things, uh, approach things differently? But, you know, too often people are just thrust into, well, the sort of tactical maelstrom and then, um, and then you know, aren't really equipped to have those broader conversations. Well, that's it for part one of this podcast with Dave Hayward into marketing skills. We'll be back again next time. And if you have any comments in the meantime to talk about with us, then please contact us at Pod on Twitter or find us on Facebook or look us up wherever you like. You'll, you'll find us on the internet. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again next time. Bye for now.